Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's time now for Extra Point with Phil Jones. And a good afternoon to you, everyone. Welcome in to our Tuesday edition of Extra Point with yours truly. You know who it is. It's Phil Jones. Hope you guys are doing all right on this uh, hot Tuesday, man. Looking at the uh, extended weather forecast, get ready because I think our flirtations with the cooler weather are gone, folks. It is going to get hot. It's going to get really hot over the next five to seven days. I think this time next week, we're going to be right at 100 degrees all next week, going to be in the 90s. Good thing that most of us have got uh, spring football practice under our belts. I know we still got some teams that are going to be uh, going through that. Uh, some teams waiting late to get their um, their track athletes back into football equipment and, and uh, uniforms. So I, I get that. But for the most part, uh, the majority of our teams are either done or nearing uh, the end of their spring football practices. Speaking of which, Got some really good reports surfacing uh, from around uh, Georgia on teams, how they're looking, and kind of projections. Man, I am so fired up, guys. What about y'all? Ready for some football this time? This is what happens when something you love is taken away. As they always say, you don't know what you got until it's gone. Well, we understood this time a year ago when high school football was taken away from us. Boy, did we miss it. I think a lot of you, including me, Probably y'all, like me, said we'll never, not that we ever did take it for granted, but we certainly would never do that again. Just would not take it for granted the fact that it was just simply going to be there, okay? Because last year, this time, it wasn't. Thankfully, we had a season last year, but so far, so good for spring football practice. And now looking forward to the seven-sevens, uh, the OTAs, and all the other uh, off-season stuff. Speaking of which, We'll talk about all those things today with a couple of the more successful coaches in our area as we get ready to talk to Jamie DeBose coming up at the bottom of the hour, 530. 
We'll hear from the Lounge High Vikings head man. And then at 6.30, we're going to roll it right over and see what's happening up in Leesburg. Lee County Trojans going through spring football practice. They will have their inter-squad scrimmage this Friday. And we'll be talking to none other than Dean Fabrizio coming up at 6.30. So a couple of really good coaches on tap for you today. Uh, hey, before we do anything else, you guys join me, Mr. Producer, let's get ready to sing happy birthday to one Mr. Troy Davis. And on cue, ready? One, two, three, happy birthday. All right, that's it. I don't want to chase everybody off. But happy birthday to Troy Davis. Troy, I hope it's a good one. You just turned 27 uh you're like the curious case of benjamin button you're angie backwards okay i want to get some of that by the way but uh anyway congratulations troy davis uh you are uh, and have become a good friend uh of course the father of none other than thomas davis who uh, is back now down in coral gables practicing resuming practice with the hurricanes and uh, looking forward to, to, uh, to talking to you, Troy. Anything on your mind? I know you're always chiming in to the show. We appreciate that, my friend. But happy birthday, Troy Davis. Hope it is a good one. Hope it's been a good one. And hope the rest of your day is a good one. There's Chris Chauncey, who is checking in. Chris, oh, you're rubbing it in on me, buddy. Chris says, <laughs> we're in the mid-70s here in Connecticut. All right. Okay, I get it. I get. It. I guess this is this is one of the few things good about being up in Connecticut. Actually, you know what? I went up there uh, to the great state of Connecticut um, back when I was in the newspaper business, and uh, I got to tell you, a beautiful, beautiful state. I couldn't believe that the one thing that I remember, and everybody asked me, "How was your trip to Connecticut?" reminded me a lot of Georgia. I've never seen so much greenery as I did in Connecticut. Incredible. A lot of trees, pine trees everywhere. Chris, let me know if you are uh, seeing that same kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, welcome in, Chris. Checking in from a cool Connecticut in the mid-70s, says Chris Chauncey. Valerie Belcher checking in. Valerie, how are you doing? Uh, hello, Phil. Hello, Valerie. Robert Tyler, let's go Peach County Trojans. What's up, my friend? Robert, uh, give us an update on the new digs up there in Fort Valley. Still coming along. So have they finished with the, uh, the, uh, uh, the stadium construction, Robert? There's my buddy Clint Haynes. Clint, Sissy, both checking in today. Sissy Pittman Bass. Guys, Thank y'all so much for a great lunch that we had yesterday. Man, beautiful. Nice roasts, potatoes and carrots and gravy. We had some great rice to go with it. Had some of those Hawaiian king rolls. Uh, had all kind of dessert, some sweet tea. Good stuff there uh, from our friends at Winn-Dixie. One of our great show sponsors of course, making it possible to do what we do uh, each and every day or close to it, three days a week now. Don't forget, we'll be adding that fourth day before you know it coming up football season. So we're looking forward to that. In fact, uh, July 4th, though, when we come back from July 4th, uh, we will be launching back into our fourth day. So we are looking forward to that. 
All right. Um, so again, help. Uh, by the way, guys, be uh, do do uh, a favor for me. Actually, a couple of favors. Join me in wishing Troy Davis happy birthday. Okay. Number two, join me and join Troy in liking and sharing our page. Okay. Let's get the word out, guys, uh, about our show, which we think we've got a pretty darn good show. And uh, hey, that's what happens when you've been doing it a while. You build up experience. You know, there's all kind of people that start new podcasts, and, and, you know, everybody wants to be, you know, on the radio. Everybody wants to be a podcaster. I get it. I get it. But uh, go with the guy that's been doing it for a while, and uh, that's yours truly. Uh, speaking of podcasts, my buddy Larry Godwin uh, checking in. Larry, what's up? So Larry is reporting that Camden's spring game is tonight. How about that? Did not know that. Larry, you're bringing the news, buddy. Who do they have, Larry? Uh, let me know. Chris Chauncey, of course, the Camden fan that he is, says, I wish I was there. Chris, I'm sure you'll be following Camden County from your digs up there in, uh, in Connecticut. Uh, Shirley Link. Hey, here's another long-distance shout-out. Uh, sound like a good old FM DJ, don't I? It's another long-distance shout-out on this Tuesday. Uh, Shirley Link, hello from Ohio. It's a beautiful day for a high school baseball game. Shirley taking a little high school baseball on this Tuesday. Shirley says it's uh, 74 degrees with a light breeze. Shirley, what baseball game are you at? High school baseball game? Is uh, that a son, grandson, or whatever? Uh, Bring us up to speed. Let us know where you are. Chris Chauncey says uh, starts at 5.30, talking about that Camden game. All right, so we'll get you updated. By the way, it was a great season for the Lowndes High Vikings baseball team. Uh, it has come to an end. My buddy uh, Larry, speaking of uh, LG, Larry Gowan, uh brought me up to speed this morning, letting me know that the Vikings are done. Uh, of course, Larry updated us yesterday on game one. Vikings had lost eight to nothing. And then, of course, after we went off the air yesterday, we had the Vikings playing game two against the mighty Parkview Panthers. And, guys, how many times have we sang this song, huh? Parkview, another Atlanta-area team. Got to tip your hat to Chan Brown. He's been going through a difficult time this year, but give the man credit. He has uh, held things together. He has done a great job coaching those young men there at Parkview. And uh, they are on a roll as they roll to a huge victory yesterday in game two. I think it was 18-2, to two, the final, over our Lowndes High Vikings. So it was a great season for Ryan Page. We were glad to have Coach Page and a couple of the Vikings in studio with us a couple of weeks ago. Guys, you have nothing to hang your head about. You know, you made it a lot farther than 95% of the other baseball teams. So, again, you have something to be proud of. Again, a great run through the playoffs, winning the region. You had the region's player of the year, okay? You got uh, some young men going to the next level to play college baseball. And, Ryan, let me tell you, Coach Page, you had the the two young men you had in here, and their name escapes me right now. We'll find out who that is. We'll correct that. But well-minded, well-mannered, and I can say that for all the players that we've had in here for all the teams, so well-mannered, and uh, you you got to love it. That's the other side 
of uh, these uh, these student athletes that play high school sports. We never talk about that. We always talk about their performance on the field. We always talk about their abilities on the field. Uh, but you know what? Away from the field, you know, that, that's 95% of what they do. You know, they spend very little time, what, two hours, one week <clears throat> on a football field. That is, we're in front of everybody, at least, not counting the practice times. But it's at all, it's at all the other times where you see these young men or women out in the public and how they carry themselves. That's the important part. So you got to love that. All right, Luke Bush, check it in. What's up, my friend? Luke, are you in Columbus today? That's the thing I love about this show, guys. We are just far-reaching. If you got the internet, you can find us. You can watch the show. You can listen to the show, whatever uh, suits you. Um, Shirley Link, as we get ready to go to break, Shirley Link says the high school baseball game uh, several friends have sons playing. I got you. Go, go Green Devils. What? I've never heard of the Green Devils. I've heard of the Blue Devils. I've heard of the Red Devils. But by golly, here's a new one on me: the Green Devils. Just when I thought I, just when I thought I knew every high school mascot there was, Shirley Link throws a curveball on me here. The Green Devil. Surely, what city is that? Just curious. All right, got to take a break. We'll be back. A lot to get to today. We're going to give you an update, a change from what we reported yesterday on the Valdosta situation. It is a, we like to say, fluid situation. And this one really is a fluid situation. It is ever-changing, literally, by the day. And we'll tell you what the latest is with uh, Rush Probst, the Valdosta Board of Education, and more goodies when we return with Extra Point. Phil Jones with you on a Tuesday. We'll be right back. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points.
Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Blessed Trinity head baseball coach Andy Harlan as we talk about the Blessed Trinity baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Harlan will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Blessed Trinity program. That's the Blessed Trinity Coaches Show with myself and Coach Andy Harlan, heard every other Tuesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you on a, a lovely but hot Tuesday. Uh, I love it like this. Love this time of uh, uh, year. Uh, love the weather. I'd rather have it hot than cold. I can tell you that, guys. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, going to be a hot Sunday on the tennis court uh, coming up this Sunday. But I like it like that, absolutely. Looking forward to playing uh, my buddy Shane Thomas, who uh, had my number. Sunday, but that's okay. Got to get back up on the horse, as they say. But uh, we enjoy uh, our tennis every Sunday. All right, guys, we got um, uh, Jamie DeVos coming up at 530. What do you want to talk to the coach about? Let me know if you got some things that you want to uh, for me to pass along to Coach DeVos. He'll be coming up in 10 minutes. Let me know about that. Also at 630, same thing with Dean Fabrizio, who will be checking in with us. Uh, Lee County head football coach. They're getting ready for their inner squad scrimmage coming up this Friday. All right. So we had told you yesterday that uh, according to my source, and you know what? Things change. I still trust in my source just because I uh, got some information that uh, didn't turn out like we thought. Yeah, that's the way things go. Um, I had uh, mentioned to you yesterday. And I'm just looking at uh, let it here, guys, so uh, bear with me a second. So I was talking yesterday kind of about the Valdosta situation, that the fact that there would not be a vote last night. There was not. You guys uh, knew there was a specially called board meeting. It was taken down, taken off the agenda, no meeting. Now, we thought it was pretty much dead in the water. Um, but last night I get the text from my source saying 99.9% chance there's a vote next Tuesday. Turns out now it is looking like that is not the case, okay? Looking like there is not going to be a vote next Tuesday. Board meeting still goes on. That's a regularly scheduled board meeting. But, uh, and again, contrary to the uh, information I got last night from my source that said he's not out of the picture yet, okay, I think we maybe can say... I think we're starting to reach that point where I think we can say that, guys, I think we're starting to see the end. I think Rush has been hanging on. You know, there were a lot of us, including me, who had said that I thought that Rush was uh, going to quite possibly survive this thing. Now, is it over? Technically, no, okay? As long as there is a board meeting, as long as there are voting members, you know, it's, it could come up. But... I don't think there's going to be the recommendation coming from uh, Dr. Casey. In fact, I know there's not. And so with that, we could be looking at the end of the tenure 
uh, of Rush Probst, albeit with one year under his belt at Valdosta. That's my opinion, just going with what uh, the information I have gotten. No one has told me that, but again, based on the fact that we know now that there will not be a vote next Tuesday, looks like uh, uh, things could be coming to an end. Guys, let me, let me put it this way, okay? I think at this point, with everything that's happened, I think it's time for everybody to move on. I think it's time for, for Rush to move on. And for those of you out there that are, and I've heard some of the, the folks say, well, he'll never coach again. Uh, you're kidding yourself. May not be in Georgia. Of course, the, depending on how the PSC investigation goes, that could change all that. Um, but as far as out of the state of Georgia, yeah, Coach, will, he'll, he'll, if he wants to, uh, he'll be coaching somewhere. Don't know if it'll be this upcoming season. I don't know that. But I can guarantee you, uh, given his record, and I'm talking about wins and losses, people want a winner. He's a winner. You can say what you want to about Rush, okay? He made some mistakes. We all have. But as far as winning football games, he knows how to do it. I talked about this yesterday. You know, uh, unfortunately, out of all this mess, what has kind of been hidden is one of the, uh, the best coaching jobs that Rush uh, did in his career, uh, one of the best coaching jobs that he's had, uh, which was last year as head coach of Valdosta, leading him to the semifinals in one of the toughest classifications in the state, if not the toughest classification in the state. Of course, that's debatable. But uh, 6A, of course, is a tough one. And uh, to take the Cats all the way to the semifinals, albeit to lose to Buford in the semifinals, still can't take away from uh, all things considered what started out as a rocky season for everybody across the board. But Rush coming in, he's hired late already. Of course, takes over late. And, of course, you've already got players that he can't meet. You guys know the story. You guys know the drill. So, that being said, looks like his time at Valdosta may be over. Not officially closed. The book's not officially closed yet, but looking like it uh, certainly could be done. Now, there are those of you that were talking about yesterday. Uh, let's go ahead and give uh, Shelton Felton a chance. I think that might be the case. Uh, I'm hearing possibly that there might be a motion made, and we'll have to see how this works, might be a motion made to, um, to, to go ahead and vote uh, Coach Felton in as the coach for the upcoming season. Again, we'll see how that plays out. So there's a lot still to be determined, but starting to see some things sort of un, un, you know, envelop here and starting to kind of the picture's coming a little bit clearer. What has been a very murky and confusing and ever-changing picture. So that's kind of where I think we are right now. What are y'all's thoughts on this? Let's take a look and see what everybody is talking about. Troy Davis, and again, let me hear your, uh, your opinions on this, guys. Let me hear your feedback. Troy Davis says, I pray the best for Coach Probst and his family. So do I. Kyle and Susan Richter checking in. Afternoon from Moultrie, Georgia. Go Pack. Gotcha. Larry Godwin, this kind of feels like election night. The Field News Decision Desk. <laughs> I love it. The Field News Decision Desk projects that there will not be a vote. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, let's see here. 
So, all right, so there's an answer about my Camden question from both Chris and Larry Godwin, LG. Says, uh, yes, it's an inter-squad scrimmage. Ninth grade team will be at 530. The 10 through 12 team will be at 630. Yeah, baby, that's going to be a hot one out there uh, this afternoon. That is going to be quite, uh, quite interesting there. What do you guys think about uh, Shelton Felton getting a shot at the job? At this point, if Rush is out, I think it just makes perfect sense to let Shelton Felton coach this team on an interim basis. You, you, you just got so, – everything is such, so disheveled right now, okay? Number one, I think it's time to try to add some stability. And I think that's the best thing to do in terms of uh, Shelton Felton taking it uh, for the rest of the season. Number two, speaking of coaching jobs, I talked about Coach Prope's coaching uh, job last year. Well, it looked like Saturday night, from all indications, Valdosta looked pretty good themselves – albeit a small sample size to go off of. But Valdosta looked pretty good on Saturday night taking care of Jones County. So, um, I think it's probably uh, going to make a lot of sense to let Shelton Felton take the job. I find it, by the way, a milestone. And, and what an interesting uh, tidbit this is. It's kind of hard to believe if you think about it. In this day and age, Shelton Felton would become the first uh, African-American coach to be the head man at Valdosta. Talk about breaking through barriers, guys. This is certainly one of them and a big one. So if indeed it is meant to be with Coach Shelton Felton, we wish him the best of luck from everything I'm hearing. A lot of you were uh, chiming in yesterday. Sounds like uh, the kids really like Coach Felton. They respond to him well. And I got to tell you, anytime you've been a college coach, that says a lot. You want to talk about the degree of respectability going up a notch or two, that's a pretty big deal. And I think, again, when it comes to the respect factor, hey, you know, the kids out there can say, man, that, our coach coached a big-time college football, which he did, of course, there at, uh, at Tennessee. Oh, boy, and here come the jokes. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Wynn says, uh, give Felton the reins. And then, of course, we've got uh, Keith Blaylock with a large order of McDonald's fries. <laughs> Jim, I can't pronounce your last name, says Shelton Felton, free Happy Meals for the entire team. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, guys, come on. Can, can you not do a little bit better than that? We get it. All right, we get it. I will say that, <laughs> and listen, that this is not going to be the end of this if Coach Felton is put into the position as interim coach. I, and I think he's got to, the Valdosta people have got to recognize that this is going to be part of the deal. But you know what? The man seems like he's got pretty thick skin. I think he can, uh, uh, you know, like a lot of people that take criticism for, for different reasons, you got to have thick skin. You know, a lot of times just when you're successful, you know, people tend to lash out at you. People tend to be jealous of your success uh, or, or whatever the case may be. you got to be thick-skinned when people throw things, make uh, snarly remarks about you. You know, you just got to say, hey, just deflect it. Don't really acknowledge them and just move on. All right, speaking of moving on, we got to take a break. We'll come back. We are going to dial up the head man of the Lowndes High Vikings. 
Jamie DeBose. I'm sure he's got some thick skin. We'll talk to Coach DeBose. Kind of goes with the territory. We'll talk to Coach DeBose right after this. Stay with us. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Yeah, it all, it all sort of stems back from, from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to, to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a, you know, see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be. So we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Westminster head baseball coach Chad Laney as we talk to Coach about how things are going so far this season. Coach Laney will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Westminster program. That's the Chad Laney Westminster Coaches Show with myself and Coach Laney. Heard every other Wednesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones.
And welcome back. Phil Jones with you on this Tuesday edition of Extra Point with yours truly. Going to welcome in now our regular Tuesday guest. If it's Tuesday, that means we are talking to the head men of the Lowndes High Vikings. And let's welcome in Jamie DeBose. Coach, how are you, man? Doing well, Phil. How are y'all today? Doing great, Coach. Doing great. I, uh, uh, glad to have you in. Uh, you enjoying this weather? It's uh, pretty hot out there, ain't it? Yeah, it's nice. It's getting uh, summertime, and uh, means we got summer conditioning and all that about to start here before long. And uh, get a little break coming up with the Georgia High School Dead Week, and you know, get back going on June seventh. So we're kind of finishing up this week with our testing. Uh, we're doing combine testing and on the forties, the tens, the L drill, pro agility, and uh, max and out. Our uh, our max is in the weight room. We've really we've really gained a, a, a lot. Uh, we've had a really good off season in the weight room, and guys have really been getting after it. And uh, you know, we, we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of that coming out in the testing going on this week. I got you. So, how much uh, stronger do these guys get? I've often wondered about that because I think, like all of us, whether it's a football player or somebody just trying to get you know in better shape, uh, you know, over the winter or, or whenever the case may be, yeah. How much time does, and I'm sure the younger players, you know, d- develop probably a little bit better and faster because it's a natural part of their growth. But, you know, how long, you know, I guess I'm asking, how, how much stronger can you guys get, can the players get, say, during this offseason, Coach? How much of a difference do you see? Well, typically, you know, we, we've uh, maxed them out since January. We maxed in January. We hit a midpoint somewhere, uh, I'm thinking back in March, something like that. Uh, and then this is the third one since uh, we started in January. So you, you hope to get on the na- average uh, a good 10, 10-pound 10 jump somewhere in that neighborhood. It may be 5, it may be 15, but uh, you're you're hoping for a good 10-pound jump. Now, of course, uh, you, you may have a senior, you know, that's, that's, that's maxing out at, at a potential, and you'll know that at around 300 pounds that, you know, it 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 uh, stay on a bench press, and, and that may be that may be a slight less jump. But uh, you're you're correct in the young guys where you see the biggest jumps is you take a ninth grader uh, jumping into the program maxes in January and makes a, a probably pretty uh, substantial jump in uh, March, and then you know right now going to hit another jump again. So you know it all depends on the player. It all depends on uh, you know. Uh, the age of the player and how much, how many years they've been in the weight room. You know, you take a Dakari Brown that has been lifting uh, every year. You know, and, and in the program, you're going to have uh, you're going to have a lot less jump probably out of him as you would a a, a guy that uh, I'll just bring a name out, a Keelan Hicks, that's uh, a young kid, going to be a really good player, uh, or a Dakari Fleming that's uh, going to be another really good player that the ninth grader just coming into the program. So. You got to take all that into account. Uh, I, I I like seeing the, you know, the one thing that that I'm not as happy with right now is our our speed. Uh, that's something we're really going to have to work on. Uh, I think and do a better job on. I'm not uh, as happy with our numbers that's coming out on our L drills, pro abilities, and our forties uh, as I normally am. Uh, I am happy with our strength and what we've done in the weight room, but. Uh, you know, our off season, we're going to have to really, you know, now I've got to sit down as a head coach and evaluate the off season with our strength conditioning coordinator. And I think we're both looking at each other right now, really wanting to evaluate for next year what we're doing as far as speed training and all that. And 
we even want to evaluate where we're at right now, what we want to do there to, to make more substantial jumps and, and increase our speed development a little bit. I got you. Good, good stuff there, Coach. I, I think the average Joe fan really appreciates that insight. Again, a lot of the stuff. And I hear from so many of our, our viewers, listeners, however people get the show, whether they're watching, listening, or whatever. These are the kind of things that people stop me, Coach, and tell me about and say, Phil, these are what we this, – these are the reasons we love you having the coach on so that we can find out about the little stuff behind the scenes that otherwise you're never going to know about, again, if you're just the average fan. Well, you, you also got to look at the nutrition side, and I think we've done a good job there. You know, uh, Mike Broadwater handles our feeding program in the morning, and uh, I think we're right on there where we need to be because we, we track them on weight, uh, the good weight, the bad weight, and all that, and uh, we, we I think we've done a great job. The only place I'm really right now just not real happy with this offseason, what we've done and where we're at is, is again, speed development. And, and that's a major part of the game. You know, uh, it's like I told the team today, you know, uh, football is about changing direction, speed going from point A to point B, and being able to change direction and go from point A to point B. You know, that straight line speed is great, like in track, but can you make that quick acceleration you know, from going over here to over there, and uh, that—that's what football's about. And uh, you know, we've got to—we've got to develop that athlete in the L drill, the pro agility, those type areas where I change of direction. You know, a defensive lineman—that's huge. A linebacker—that's huge. A wide receiver—that's huge. A running back. Everything you play in football is five-yard burst, five to six-yard burst to win. Yeah, you want that takeaway speed, but you know, truthfully. Uh, to, to get what you need or to get done what you need, it's about those five to six yard bursts and then changing direction as quick as possible going in the other direction. So, you know, that's something that uh, right now, just where I'm at looking at the numbers coming in early right now, I'm not real pleased with that. Uh, not that we're in bad shape, but I'm not as pleased. Uh, and it's something that I want to see as a coaching staff. This is not on our kids. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not putting our kids at fault here. I'm putting our, us at fault. Me. We got to evaluate. We got to go back, and we got to see how we can help the kid be better in that area. I got you. Good stuff there. Uh, talking to Jamie Debose on this Tuesday again. The Vikings. Uh, what a little over a week removed from uh, their spring game. So let's continue to revisit that. Uh, and with that, how long? Do you guys continue to break the tape down and review what happened in that spring game, Coach? Is that something you guys do all year long? Uh, do you get new tape with, with some of the seven-on-sevens? Kind of give us a progression update on that. Well, you know, as far as spring tape, you know, we utilize that to evaluate personnel more than we evaluate the offense. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yes. we, we're going to – we're going to go back throughout the summer, yes, and, and evaluate uh, even a little bit more in-depth personnel and looking at and seeing, you know, uh, who might can help us here, who might can do that, yeah. and, and, and things we need to work on as far as, you know, an offensive lineman, zone step, uh, what was good about the front, what was bad, those type things, D-lineman, hat placement, hand placement, those type things. Uh, Scheme-wise, we'll get into that with – seven on seven this summer filming you know practices with seven on seven route running you know what what we're trying to see out of coverages 
uh, what quarterbacks could be looking at, what plays we're lacking out of certain coverages and things like that. You can progress now into that a little bit with our seven-on-seven stuff and, uh, you know, what we're going to be doing in that area. And, you know, we've got a – you know, I was looking at the calendar today. We've got an extremely busy June when we get back in there, man. There's something just about every week. You know, right out of the shoot, we're looking at going to Florida State to throw seven-on-seven on the ninth, And then, you know, Shorter University's coming in on the 10th for a satellite camp there at our stadium uh, for anybody that's wanting to try out or work out for Shorter University coaches. And then uh, the hmm. next week, uh, we'll go to Collins Hill. We'll throw seven-on-seven seven on that weekend for a tournament up there, a two-day tournament against some really good college up there. And then we'll come back, and we're going to go uh, OTA. Uh, we're going to have a padded camp two days uh, there, Monday and Tuesday. And then Wednesday, uh, we'll be going back to a seven-on-seven seven down in Gainesville in Florida. And, uh, you know, our kids will really get burned during those three-week periods. And then we'll finish up in the weight room worrying about us and, and then we'll hit that dead week again getting ready for july so you know june's going to be a busy one man and a lot of competition against a lot of schools against a lot of people and you know uh one of the areas i want to hit on number one offensively and i mentioned it uh our throw game we want to get better we want to make our quarterbacks better we want our receivers to be better we want our timing to be better gotcha we want our coaching staff to know what we can work on and what we can do and then you know, our secondary, we want them to see the best that they can see, you know, uh, receiver-wise and quarterback-wise. We want our coverages better. We want our uh, communication better in the back end back there. We want to be able to see that. And then, you know, the two-day padded camp, we'll get physical. We'll, we'll let our old lineman, D lineman get physical and, and work on our run stuff a little bit inside there. And, uh, you know, so we're trying to hit every phase in June we can to really have a busy, busy full-fledged June to get better on uh, Viking football. And then, you know, in July, we'll start to prepare our bodies. We'll continue to work on special teams and everything in preparation uh, for the for the fall camp at the start of the year in August. I got you. Talking to Jamie DeBose, head coach of the Lounsaw Vikings. He is breaking it down for us here on this Tuesday that only he can do. Coach, by the way, and for our listeners and viewers, still looking for that magical name for our Lounge Tuesday segment, okay? Give us a name, guys. Let's come up with something catchy where I can introduce Coach Probst and say time once again for the blank, 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 uh, you know, Lounge segment. But it's got to be better than that. It's got to be something catchy. So, uh, Coach, anything come to mind? You get your thinking cap uh, on? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words. I'm not good <laughs> at that kind of stuff. I can, I can give you slogans maybe, but I, I don't know about naming shows. I'm not good at that. I hear you. Well, you know what? Thankfully, we got some time here in the off season. So we got time too. We got things we got to work on too, Coach. You see here in here in my arena. So uh, we've all got things we got to work on. But I would love the input from you guys out there. All right, um, I want to go back for a second. Um, seven on sevens. You told me, and I, just, I kind of want to break this down. The first seven on sevens you guys will do is over at Florida State. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, we're going to go over for one day there and throw it uh, a little bit, see some talent, you know, maybe around the Tallahassee area. When is that, Coach? That'll be on June the 9th, and uh, there'll be there'll be some talent probably out of South Georgia there. There's usually some good teams, and – you know, Mike Norvell and his staff do a great job there. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go down there. And it also gives them an opportunity to see some of our players, you know, and, and, and take a look at them and maybe get them on the radar with their staff. 
All right, so the 707 on June the 9th uh, at, uh, is that going to be at Doe Campbell? Yeah, I, well, I'm sure it'll be at the practice facilities, their indoor facility. And, uh, you know, sometimes these colleges, when it gets down to the, you know, final eight, final four, something like that, they'll bring you into their stadium and let you finish up. Uh, I've done that at Auburn. I've done it at Alabama. And, you know, you, you got to get into the final four or so to get in there, you know, before you can play. And they let those spotlighted games be in there. So, you know, I'm not really sure how that'll work out. But uh, mainly I'm going for the competition. You know, we here's the, the thing about passing camp, too, and going off and playing. We'll go to Hoover and we'll play in one over there. 32 invited teams, you know, that are coming into that one from across the country. And I, I want it, number one, for our guys to see talent from other areas and other states. But, you know, we, we play everybody in South Georgia that will play us or that we can schedule games with. And, you know, uh, so, you know, I like to get out and play some of these other guys in the summer. So you get to see some different flavors. You know, sure. you're not looking at Cockwood year-round. You're not looking at – camden year round you know you know we want to go out and see what other things are going on and and let our guys go against some other big name competition uh from across the country and you know it's a, it's a lot of fun it's challenges for everybody and uh you know it makes you better man that's what that's what football's about every day is just trying to get that one percent better every day you walk in that office yeah, absolutely and of course our buddy uh, joe from uh prep gridiron logistics has uh, has been a uh, a regular on the show i know you're you're working with him and talking with him and i've said it before i personally have been lobbying for games these out-of-state games these showcase games i've been i've been lobbying for that for a long time now i just think it's so great for high school football especially a lot of fans in it really doesn't matter where you live i mean cause everybody i think wants to see it but, you know, if you're a high school football fan in South Georgia and all you've seen is, you know, these interstate series, I call them, where maybe if it's Lowndes playing Tift, Valdosta, uh, Moultrie, or, or Colquitt County in this case, hey, let's branch it out a little bit. I know you guys are doing that, uh, starting to do that some now, especially with your schedule you got coming up. We may talk a little bit about that before we uh, let you get out of here today. But uh, we got a question coming in, Coach, from one of our uh, viewers. Uh, got actually a couple of questions coming in. You ready for a question or two? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, so Alonzo or Alonzo Flukas says, can you ask Coach DeBose, oh, I like this one, by the way, can you ask Coach DeBose <clears throat> if he can give any details, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, on the football facilities upgrades? Well, you know, I know that uh, there's been a lot of talk and, and they're, you know, looking at uh, what, what, we got to do you know it's been passed through our board is very uh been proactive about it and uh you know uh they're wanting something to be done for you know not just football but for all athletes and and all sports uh in general uh at lounge and, and they've got a great plan uh they've got you know architectures have to draw things up they have to look at things they have to okay things you know i'm sure with buildings you got to get codes and you got there's a lot of red tape. You know, it's kind of like somebody the other day uh, when we were at a meeting or something, I overheard them and it, it was kind of laughed at by the architecture. You know, somebody said, well, you know, it's passed through about the multi-purpose facility. All you need is turf and walls. And uh, somebody said, that should take but a couple of months. The guy said, I don't <laughs> think you realize what all goes into it. It's still a 10-month process probably uh, from the time you break ground. And, right. you know, it, it's going to take a little while, but, you know, right now, uh, I, I think uh, our board and, and the superintendent and everybody involved is in the, in the process of receiving bids. 
when you're dealing in, uh, you know, what we're dealing with, you've got to get bids on things. You can't just say, it ain't like building a house. Go pick this guy and let him build it. You know, you gotta, you gotta bid things out and, and it has to go through the process. So, uh, we're in the process of getting it there. I, I will tell you this from tennis to band, to baseball, to football, to track, to everything that I have looked at, uh, on paper, it is going to be great for the athletes, the students uh, at Lounge, and, and I can assure you that uh, our fans and everybody involved is going to be very appreciative and going to like what's coming. And uh, and it's not just a football-related thing. It's it's, uh, it's, it's tennis involved. Uh, they've got some tennis upgrades, baseball, softball, uh, band uh, with the multi-purpose facility and things like that, all kind of sports. So, you know, it's just a whole deal, the whole general idea when this thing started. It, it wasn't just a one-sport deal. It's, it's an all-sports deal. Now with the field house, that's going to be a – that's a football-related deal when they're talking about uh, upgrades on our athletic field house there at the stadium because it's in much need. Uh, a lot of people can say it's not, but uh, we, we've got to have meeting rooms. We don't have those right. uh, with with players. We you got to be you got to be able to have coaches off. Our coaches' offices don't have it. Uh, they have a table to sit at and nowhere to put their books, uh, nowhere to put anything. And, you know, uh, what people don't understand is the coaches can like, uh, at 6 o'clock on stay to 11. Then on Sundays, we're there from one thirty to 9 or 10 at night or later. And, uh, you know, on, on weeknights, we're there, you know, till 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. And, you know, it's, 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 you got to have some work areas and uh, you got to have the ability to, to break down stuff, to look at things, put it on the board where our, our athletes are in need of new locker rooms. I mean, it's uh, we've outgrown it. Uh, you know, we, we, we've got two or three in lockers. Uh, that's not good. You know, uh, you, you just got a lot of problems when you're sharing lockers. Meaning and, two to uh, three players sharing a locker. Absolutely. Wow. Cause we've just got too many right now. Wow. You know, when you look at our locker room, you know, everybody can say, I, when I give y'all a number of 140, that, that's just the varsity. Our ninth grade at 65 finished. So, in our locker room, you're talking about over 200 kids, you know, in the locker room right now. Well, that thing was probably built in, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, I guess. And, you know, it, it, it the size of the program just has outgrown itself. And uh, there's more coming. I mean, we've got big groups coming. And uh, I was impressed with our middle school. You know, spring, I got to watch both groups, all three teams play uh, last uh, last Friday at our at, at Martin Stadium. And, man, was I impressed. I mean, uh, I stood with Randall Godfrey on the sideline, and I, I saw his eyes even glimmer. Our, our eighth-grade D-line at Pine Grove at the North Lounge team, I think the smallest guy is 6'2", 280. And, I mean, they're just enormous. And, uh, you know, we've got four or five running backs down there uh, from Lounge Middle to – the North Lounge in the seventh and eighth grade that, you know, are division one looking back in the future and, you know, offensive tackles that are in the eighth grade that are six, three right now. Uh, you know, we, we've got some tremendous looking athletes coming and those athletes need the best uh, and, and need to be called up. If you go to the Grayson's, if you go to, you know, the Milton's and the North uh, Cobb's and places like that, their facilities are run past ours. And, uh, you know, our stadium is beautiful. But it's more than just a stadium. You got to have, you know, there, there's guys that are in those locker rooms every day and all the time. And, you know, I, I just, uh, just to get back to answering your question, the, the, our board, our superintendent, the 
the people that are in charge of it are working on it every day. But, uh, you know, I think they're in the process of bids right now, and it's, it's coming, and it's going to be really, really nice for a lot of athletes at Lowndes High School. You know, we're starting to see, and we've talked about that, not just <clears throat> you and I, but, I mean, uh, the, the viewers of the show, uh, some other coaches um, have talked about these, these multi-use indoor facilities, what have you, and it, coach, it's almost one of these things now where, you know, if you're not either in the planning stages uh, or under construction with one of these uh, one of these facilities, you're, you're really kind of falling behind and you're going to be in the minority because it seems like everybody, like I said, is either doing it or planning to do it. That is, add these indoor facilities and other multi-use facilities. Well, here, here's the thing I'd like to say is if it's not needed by your athletes at your school, yeah, why is the SEC, which is excelling in athletics, building new facilities every year? I mean, they're adding on, they're doing more, they're doing this, they're doing that. And the same people that may be saying, well, why do we need that? Are these same people that are Georgia fans that are loving their new facilities or their add-ons or you know, it's the great thing, greatest thing, and and you know, and and that's what you got to look at. Why why does Nick Saban have the top of the line facilities and the things? Yep. I mean, look at his program. I mean, it's just it, it's part of it. it's part of athletics. It's part of what we got to do. And in our facilities upgrade, something a lot of people don't understand is we're going to upgrade the uh, athletic training room, right? Which is needed by all athletes at our school. That that's something that doesn't matter if it's baseball that just ended softball at a great year uh soccer football whatever basketball we've got kids in and out of that training facility with coach people every day and uh you know we we that, there's nothing been done there in a while we've got to upgrade a little bit uh that's to take care of the athletes that are at our school it's not just you know uh, multi-purpose facilities it's a lot of different facilities that are in need just to catch up with the Joneses, so to speak, or catch up with somebody that's building something somewhere. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're lambs, man. We're, we're, we're the Vikings. We're supposed to be the upper echelon in the state of Georgia. And it's time, it's time we put our foot forward and show people who we really are. Absolutely. All right. And continuing and staying on the off season conditioning and making these players better and trying to get better and faster and stronger. I've got another question coming in coach. This one from Valerie Belcher who wants to know, can you ask coach, what can my son do to work on his speed during off season? Well, she's one that I'm very proud has got the speed. I will say that. Uh, he tested out really, really well, but you know we're gonna we're going to work on some things from uh, our speed and training aspect, and some things that we're gonna do as far as uh, outside the weight room when we get back on June seventh. Uh, you know, there's all kind of mechanical things you can do. You know, when you're working on training for a forty, uh, if you go study that, the start is the most important thing. You got to work on that start daily. Uh, to where you can manipulate the clock a little bit if, if it's a hand hit or something like that. But, you know, Tyler is, is one of the upper echelon athletes we have in our program that I'll be truthful with you. He's going to increase a little bit, but he's one of those that's maxing out on speed. Uh, he tests. When we test him, he tests very well. Uh, so he's not one of the ones I'm greatly concerned about. But we are 
going to work on trying to get his feet differently. But what can we do? There's different cone drills. There's different mechanical drills that we will do on the field. Uh, so there'll be a lot of things that you can do as far as speed training is related from, uh, from just uh, working on as far as uh, arm placement, as far as knees, as far as what his legs are doing, how his feet are going, and what, you know, the angles that we're taking. So those are things that we're going to work on to try to better his quickness uh, and the things that he can do. It's a, it's a constant work process. You know, guys finish their uh, collegiate career, and what do they do? They hire a trainer to train them for the combine <laughs> to try to increase their speed and all because yep. it's an everyday grind to try to find a way to keep on top of it. But uh, That's right. Uh, I, I appreciate the question, but you know her son's a great. Uh, he's not he's not reached his full potential, of course, but he's on the top end of what, where we're at, and uh, we're going to continue to try to grow his speed too. But we we're trying to, as a team. Uh, I look at the team numbers when I when I, I I don't so much look at individuals when I look at numbers. I say, okay, you know where is our team at? And I wasn't real happy with our team as far as our speed is right now. Well, I tell you what, I wish they all came in at Tyler, though. If we'd have had about 30 of them come in at where he is right now, I'd be telling you a little different story, maybe. <laughs> I hear you. All right, I got another question coming in, this one from Keith Blaylock. I know Keith is a, a Colquitt fan. Uh, the Packers wants to know, um, Keith Blaylock says, are they playing, and speaking of you guys, are the Vikings playing in the 7-on-7 seven -seven in Moultrie in July, Coach? We, we are going to Hoover, which is a – it was a selection. Uh, you had to be invited to the uh, one in Hoover, 32 teams. I know there's a few Georgia teams in it. Grayson's in it, I know. Uh, I think Colin Hill's in it. We're in it. Uh, they're supposed to be the top eight quarterbacks in the country that are Whoa. going to the one in Hoover. Wow. Uh, it's a three-day event. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it, it's going to be a really grind, and it, it'll be a lot of fun. There's teams from Louisiana, Indiana, and in Texas. Uh, from all over, uh, Kentucky. Uh, there's big-name schools inside there. I know we talked about Dutton Fork out of South Carolina or somewhere. Yep. They're there, yep. I know. Uh, that Kentucky Mail or whatever, that Mail School or whatever it's called, they're in it. That's right, Mail, uh, so yeah. There's, yeah, there's several different big schools in this. And so to answer your question, no, we won't be going to, to, to Cockwood again. Uh, I think what Cockwood doing, is doing is great. Uh, and I think they'll they'll have a lot of good talent there. But uh, we had an opportunity to go over here to Hoover, and I know I've been to that one before in Hoover. It's, it's a well-run event, and, uh, you know, we wanted to get out. And as I said earlier, uh, just see some different schools, some different talent, and some different people. No knock on South Georgia, man. You can see some of the best football uh, you'll see anywhere in the country in yep. South Georgia. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like Alabama don't want to play Auburn every day. Georgia don't want to play uh, probably Clemson every day of the week that's across the line right there. They, they, You know, we want to get out and we want to see some other talent. We want to see some other schemes. We want to see some other schools. And uh, that's an opportunity during the summer that we take advantage of. Absolutely. But I think, yep. Hey, to answer your question, yep. I think Cockwood, what they're doing is a, is a fabulous one, it sounds like. Uh, I want to do the same thing at our place and, you know, hopefully when our facilities are, are, are uh, upgraded a little bit more, uh, that's something we're going to be looking at in the future. And uh, I'm excited about also, you know, doing the same thing. Maybe we can do one in June and keep theirs in July. And, you know, uh, we'll, we'll service a lot of different states coming in. It'll be great for the community. Uh, sounds like it, Coach. Again, and I, and I mentioned this before, you joined us 
So, you know, we didn't have any of this last year, so now we're getting to enjoy uh, the spring football, the seven-on-sevens, the OTAs. How many of those OTAs camps, are those uh, – uh, are? is there a limit on the number of those you can play in? Yes, you're allowed uh, – Georgia allows two padded days consecutively in June and July. So, you're you're given two days in June. they got to be back-to-back, and you're given uh, hmm. two days in July. So it's pretty much at your discretion, you know, when you want to do it. Of course, you couldn't do it the last week of July, which is acclimation week in Georgia. Right. Uh, that we have to do. So you, other than that, you know, I saw Grayson, for instance, is doing a two-day padded camp, I think, uh, in June, like the second week back on a Monday, Tuesday, uh, whereas we're doing it like the third week back on a Monday, Tuesday. So, you know, and I know Tifton's doing one the third week on Wednesday, Thursday. So, you know, it's kind of wherever you can choose to, to fit that in and uh, get it done. And, and you do have to have uh, four teams attending the padded camp to be able to do it. Uh, like like us and, uh, uh, I don't know, us and uh, Thomasville could just hook up and do a padded camp. we got to have four teams that are attending during that time. Why do um, – and I, that I somewhat understand – why do they uh, require the, the padded camps to be done on back-to-back days? You know, I, I'm not really sure of that. I guess uh, maybe to control, uh, you know, for one, they ask that you have four teams included. So if you didn't do back-to-back day, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It may be a little bit. It may be, I, that, that's a good question. I don't have a good answer for it, so I'm not going to sit here and try to make it up. But yeah, I got you. Uh, I, I think it fits in good, though, for planning purposes on my end when I try to explain it. I got uh, you. It's easier. It's easier for me to know four teams are coming in and talk to those four coaches and and know we got two days to get X accomplished and and know what this coach wants to get done, know what this coach wants to get done. And uh, now from the GHSA and and why they say two days like that back, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, I, I, I do know from a planning purpose uh, area, I'm glad it's back-to-back days. It's just better fitting for us in that. I got and you. two, I know some places, you know, like we may do one day at Lounge and the next day may be at one of the other three schools' place. So you don't necessarily have to do it. At Lounge, back-to-back days, you can do – you got two days. You can do it at one school one day and you go one of the other schools the other day. I got you. I got you. Uh, a couple of other questions, Coach, uh, if you don't mind taking a couple more questions for no, me. No, that's fine. All right. Um, so, let me see here. All right. So, Kara Bethay, uh, can you ask, Coach, if Tydrick Thomas is still playing football? You know, I wish he was. Tydrick, we, we – coming into the year was uh was was something we were really circling and, and going to be a, a great player for us he had kind of a shoulder injury last year that uh really hampered him throughout the whole year and i, I don't think it ever even got well it's a, kind of a neck shoulder injury and uh tydrick if you don't know just did exceptionally well at the track event for us and i think he broke some school records and things like that so uh, Tydrick, uh, he's a he's a phenomenal speed. He's a phenomenal track guy. Yeah. I thought he was a great football player too, but uh, you know, with the injuries and some of the things going on, I think Tydrick decided not to. And uh, to answer that question, he's not with our football team right now. He did not go through spring. Uh, he was uh, running track all spring, and uh, 
you know, uh, I, I don't I don't know where it goes from there, but he's an exceptional young man. Uh, he, he's a talented individual. He's got a lot of speed. Uh, I think he could have had a great career in football. Uh, I think he had a frustrating year this past year, like a lot of people had one maybe with COVID. Uh, but, you know, he played behind two, two older guys. Uh, you know, maybe the head coach didn't play him as no, enough last year either. You know, I mean, I don't know. We got we had a lot of good bats, and uh, and and you know, he, he he was just as good as all the rest of them. I thought we were really excited for him this year, but uh, you know, like I said, with the injuries and the things he went through, he kind of chose to go the track way, and you know, he has not been with us since January. So I, I don't know uh, where to go with that, other than. Right now, he's not a member of our football team, and I can understand uh, why you're, you know, you're, why you're disappointed, Coach. Obviously, uh, you know the young man has had a uh, a great season. Oh, I'm sorry, he's had a great career. Uh, you yeah. know, and sounds like he's a, he's a great speedster. In fact, we've got uh, a couple: Stephen Wynn uh, and Larry Godwin, both chiming in, reminding us that uh, Ty Dreek won the state seven A. Mm-hmm title in the 100 meters yeah he and he broke several school records i think uh this track season or to the day he's 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 a tremendous track athlete now but i, I i'm not gonna take anything away from him. he's a good football player uh he had some uh great signs of just tremendous talent but you know he missed several weeks uh last year with some sickness he missed several weeks with a shoulder neck injury uh he had a tough season i'm, I'm not gonna run from it he had a he had a very difficult year, I think, uh, like many people did with COVID, and it just didn't go real well, and maybe it was negative for him or not. But uh, we talked, me and him, you know, a lot in January, and, uh, you know, he just uh, he felt like he needed to, to, to just go toward track, and, you know, I respect that. When a young man comes in and talks to me and he's thought about it and that's what he wants to do, man, I, I don't I don't hold no grudges with that. I, I may be disappointed because he's not playing my sport because he's a good ball player, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to love him. I'm still going to follow him. I'm still going to back him, and uh, we do, Patrick. He's a he's a phenomenal athlete, like I said, and going to have a, a good career in football or track, whatever he chooses to do, or both. Uh, Jimmy Helms checking in. Jimmy saying, Phil, really enjoying listening to Coach DeBose. He really makes a lot of sense talking football. Great interview, Phil. Well, it's not my deal. It's it's, uh, it's Jamie DeBose's deal. But, Jimmy, thank you for those kind words. Jimmy, I actually said that right at the beginning of this interview with Coach DeBose. I was talking about that very thing where Coach DeBose has a way of breaking down a lot of these things, a lot of this vernacular, uh, to where the common Joe, the everyday fan, can understand it. I think that may come, Phil, from the fact that I'm from a little old town and I'm Alabama, South Alabama, and I just don't know big words, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, brother. Hey, I'm the same way, man. I don't get caught up in a lot of the uh, yeah. uh, no, the, I, the fancy stuff either, man. No, I appreciate what he says, but, uh, you know, you do a great job. You do a good job uh, asking questions. And, well, uh, thank you for that, Coach. You know, I appreciate I got, that. I got, you know, there's nothing to hide in our program or anything else. We're going to be honest about it and – uh as I told you, when you asked me that about the two back-to-back days, I'm going to research it myself. I didn't have an answer for it. So I'm going <laughs> to yeah. I'm 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 go out and give you an answer for next week. How about that? Uh, there you go. That is uh, that is crazy when you stop and think. But I'm sure there's a rhyme or reason behind it. So, 
Well, uh, why is it two days and not three days? I mean, there's a lot of questions in that you could ask. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Uh, winding things down with uh, Coach Jamie DeBose on this uh, Tuesday. Hey, I did want to ask you now before I let you go. I know you uh, joined me and uh, congratulating uh, Coach Page and the Vikings baseball team. They had a great season, Coach. It came to an end uh, yesterday, but can't take anything away from our uh, our baseball Vikings. Absolutely. I sent Coach Page a text after that last one. Just keep enjoying the journey, man, and uh, have fun. You know, we, we sometimes as coaches put a lot of stress on ourselves, and I, I just wanted to say, hey, the bigger the moment go, don't put no more pressure on yourself. Don't. You know, don't don't demand more out of the kids. Don't try to change who you are. You got there for a reason. Uh, you got there being who you are and what you're doing, and uh, keep doing it, man. And uh, you know, the, I've seen so many coaches as as the moments get bigger, <laughs> they change or something. And I'm not saying Coach Page did. I was just sending a reminder to him that I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan of anybody that's yep. got great things going on. And you know, uh, his program and what he's done and, and where that program has come now. And, man, the future's bright for the, the Lounge baseball team and, and it's because of his leadership. And, you know, I know he's a well-respected man and uh, I know the kids love being around him. So, you know, couldn't happen to a better dude, man. And he's got some really good coaches with him. I know a lot of the assistants that uh, do a great job. And, hey, look at the other assistant he's got, uh, the, the softball coach, man, that was right there with him. Our softball team was in the final four, wasn't they? I'm trying to think back or uh, final I, eight or something I believe, like that. I believe but, they did make it to the final yeah, they, four. They, our softball team was deep into it, you know, and, and you, when you really look at it, you know, uh, all those guys work well together. And, uh, you know, I think all our staff at, 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 at Lounge right now is, is doing a great job of working together. Every day I'm talking to Coach Benjamin, the basketball coach, and, man, he's got some big ideas and some things going on. And, you know, I, I just – I think we've got some really good people. You know, you don't look at, you know, what, what they know as a coach sometimes. You look at what they are as a person. And, yeah. uh, I, I'll say it again, man. People win over X's and O's every day. You know, look at the people. You know, kids are going to respect – players are going to respect coaches that uh, will, will be there for them and, and, and that are honest with them and, and, and that, uh, you know, are going to, you know, walk side by side with them. And I think that's what Coach Page is, and I think – you know, that's what our other coaches are right there at Lounge. And, and I'm, I'm really excited where our program's going with the facilities, but also with the people. And, the, and and let me say this. I don't say this enough. This week alone, you know, we're at the end of a grading period and of a school year. and We got kids crunching it, trying to get eligible and trying to pass and trying to get GPAs up because they might want to go to college. And, you know, they they got to worry about all that stuff. And it's not just about what kind of athlete you are. you got to get it done in the classroom. And, you know, yeah. I've had so many teachers this yeah. week, you know, emailing me that, Coach, hey, stay on this player. He's done well, but it's getting late. He, he's dropping off a little bit just because it's late. You know, and I, I'm so thankful for our teachers that do that, yep. uh, that will enable me that, that morning to call in uh, Player X and say, hey, man, a teacher emailed me, but I want to tell you, say, tell you this about this teacher. They're not getting on you. They care so much that you've done well all year. They're reminding me that maybe you've got a little uh, end-of-the-year-itis that you're kind of looking to summer and you're kind of <laughs> slacking off a little bit. And and that's obvious. We all do that, you know. And uh, I said, you know, they're, they're not wanting me to get on to you about it. They're wanting me to remind you that's right. of what you've done to get this far. 
And man, they're they're cheering you on right now. They're wanting you to kick it in right now and give it that next two weeks. And you know, I, I've had meeting after meeting the last couple of days, and, and I'm so thankful we got a, a a group of teachers, faculty that communicate with me and uh, that are helping me out to keep these guys headed in the right direction. And uh, man, that's awesome when you got that. And you know, our, our players are just extremely lucky to have the the faculty that we have right now. Well, again, a lot of great uh, comments coming in. Clint Haynes, great interview. Uh, he is uh, talking about coaches the same. Man, uh, let me tell you something. Yeah. Clint's got the best wing bar in America. I got to <laughs> say that because I'm, I'm going to be honest. Everybody on this uh, this this segment right now. I, I went Friday, and I got to be honest. I got two buckets of them wings for coaches, and them wings are on steroids, brother. I mean, them are the biggest wings I've ever seen in my life, and uh, and and they are incredible. So. Let me say, everybody out there, if you hadn't hit the wing bar at lunch at Winn-Dixie, you are missing a treat. You need to go hammer that thing. It's really good. There you go. Absolutely. And I second that. By the way, we get us some wings delivered here to the set every Wednesday. And so I'm right there with you, Coach. Those are huge wings, and uh, we all enjoy those things. Again, that's just one of the many great things you can enjoy at uh, Winn-Dixie. Great sponsor of our show in fact i mentioned oh, you get hey you yeah. get lost in that deli now i mean i i was in there the other day i, I tell you what it ain't it, I, I i'm trying to cut back and get back in shape but that ain't a place for me to go with walking around in that deli i can tell you that right now <laughs> he does a great job clint does of running a great store and that's important when you go in these places but clint says great interview he's the same guy when you get to meet him uh in person so uh there you go coach Listen, man, I give you the final word. We've talked about a lot of different things. I was going to get into the, the schedule, but we can do that next week, and we'll have a, lit, a good lit, a good bit to talk about. I will ask you one question, and not getting into every game, but we'll pick this conversation back up next week, but a little bit of a teaser. This schedule, as I continue to look over it, as I'm looking at all the schedules this week, is this one of, if not maybe the toughest schedule that you're going to play any team, be it over at uh, Central or here at Lowndes? It, it's tough. I've had some really tough ones. I'm not going to lie, Phil. Yeah. And, uh, but this one right now, so doozy at it and, and where we're at, it, it could be up there with some of the toughest ones I've ever had. I know the, the first yes. five games are just brutal. And then when you look at the end of it with our region – and I think our region is going to be much better than it even was last year. I think Cockwood's going to continue to be good. Yes. Uh, they've got a really good group of coaches over there. They've got some good talent coming back. I think Tiff is upgraded. I think they're, they've got tons coming back from last year. And then uh, I think, and they've got a lot of excitement right now with their new coach. And then the, I, I think uh, Coach Heron at Camden, and they've got, they've got several coming back. They've got a good group coming back. Yep. And then his leadership and all, I, I'm expecting them to be even better. And, uh, I, I'll be honest with you, it's going to be 10 rough games next year, and uh, we're going to have to be ready each and every week. No doubt about it. And we'll get into the schedule uh, and the particulars and the details of it next week when we uh, talk again with Coach uh, Jamie DeBose, head coach of the Lowndes High Vikings. Coach, I want to thank you so much for taking time out to talk with me today. Great stuff, Coach. Well, I appreciate it. And, man, I hope everybody has a very blessed and safe week. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. And go Vikings. Go Vikings. See you, Coach. See you. There he is, Jamie DeBose. Uh, whoa, what a great uh, a great communicator, orator uh, that he is. 
we got to take a break, says Mr. Producer, or he's going to come pull the plug on me. So let's do that now. Let's take a break. Hey, this is a great time, guys, to go get yourself a cold Mountain Dew or Pepsi. As long as it's a Pepsi product, you're in good shape. Big thanks to uh, our friends in addition to Winn-Dixie, our friends at Pepsi-Cola of Valdosta, great sponsors of our show, in addition to Dr. Mike McCartney, Adel Dental Associates in El Paso, Mexican restaurant. Getting all those sponsors in before we go to break. We'll be right back. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com slash newsletter. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Yeah, it all it all sort of stems back from from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a you know see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be. So we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our upcoming weekly podcast with Buford High baseball coach Stuart Chester as we talk about the Wolves baseball program this year. Coach Chester will share his insight on his team, the competition, and other news related to Buford High School and surrounding programs. That's the Buford High Baseball Coaches Show with myself and Coach Stuart Chester every week right here at ITG Next Georgia. Hey guys, I'm Phil Jones, your host of Next Take Georgia, our weekly podcast brought to you by ITG Next. On Next Take Georgia, we interviewed the top names in high school sports in Georgia, including athletes, officials, coaches, and those that impact and cover high school sports. Recent guests include Dr. Robin Hines, Executive Director of the GHSA, 
Frank Sokowski, sports director for WJCL in Savannah, and coaches Maurice Freeman and Marquise Westbrook, who joined me recently to discuss opportunities for more black head coaches in Georgia. You can find Next Take Georgia at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. That's Next Take Georgia, brought to you by ITG Next. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Fellowship Christian Head Coach Sean Oliver as we talk about the Paladins baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Oliver will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Paladins program. That's the Fellowship Christian Coaches Show with myself and head baseball coach Sean Oliver. Heard every other Friday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. And welcome back, everybody. Phil Jones with you here on a uh, wonderful looking Tuesday uh, here at Extra Point with Phil Jones. Hope you guys are doing all right. Great stuff there from uh, Coach Jamie DeBose, I thought. Uh, me and Mr. Producer were talking during the break. He is certainly a great communicator. He talks a lot. I guess that kind of goes with the the territory of being a good football coach. You got to be able to communicate. You know, there are a few high school football coaches that I can think of who weren't necessarily the big raw raw guys. Okay, and and they were a little different. Uh, I guess one that one guy that comes to mind right off the bat, and I don't know, I'm taking you guys back a little way, so some of you old schoolers in the uh, crowd may know who I'm talking about. Gene Brody, who was the coach at Tiff County, basically turned football around and made Tiff County a football school. Um, but Coach Brody, if you ever knew him, ever talked to him, he just don't like this. But he was a big guy, but, uh, boy, he could really – uh, get his message across, even though he wasn't that, it didn't have that big boisterous voice, but it didn't really matter because, again, he uh, he got the message across. But uh, anyway, I'm sure we all know some coaches like that who are not exactly, what, what do they say? Those are the ones that talk softly but carry a big stick. 
So I think that would fit the bill with him. But Coach DeBose, you know, very uh, authoritative voice. Um, and, again, he's always on point, never a dull moment. I think, again, if you can communicate your thoughts, your feelings, your uh, uh, what you want to do uh, to your football team, I think it makes a big difference. And I think that is one of the uh, – I think it's one of the tools of a successful coach, and I think Coach DeBose has got that. All right, uh, we got a few minutes before we talk with, uh, well, I don't know, we only got about five minutes, actually, uh, until we talk to Dean Fabrizio. I was going to open up the phone lines, but we will keep that quiet right now as we get ready to talk to Coach uh, Dean Fabrizio. I know that they are still in the middle of uh, spring practice. I think they wind up Friday. But that's going to give me a moment to ask you guys a question now. I'm going to take a step away from the high school football scene for a second. I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think about the ongoing uh, Tim Tebow saga? Guys, I got to tell you, I listen to a lot of uh, talk radio. Uh, I listen to a lot of sports talk. I listen to WEEI out of Boston a lot of times at night. Boston, Massachusetts, that is. Um, so I just listened to a lot of different stations, uh, CBS National Sports Talk Radio. Everybody is talking about Tim Tebow and the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. And this whole thing about if Tim Tebow is going to be given a crack and making the Jacksonville roster. What do you guys think about that? Okay. I personally love it. Why not? You know, some people get a little bit too serious. Well, he's taking the job away from another more uh, well-deserving uh, football player. Uh, come on, that might be true. My thing is, if you've got what it takes and you can play football, then you're going to make the roster, okay? And I'm sure if they – Jacksonville is going to have more than one tight end on the roster. So there will be a tight end or maybe even more than one that's going to get a chance to make this club. So I don't think that's a big deal there that he's keeping anybody away from a job. So I, I kind of diffused that one. But as far as if he's able to play, now it's been, what, seven years since he last played football? That is a concern. But we'll see if he can get himself in shape. He looks, he looks great. I mean, you know, you see him on TV, that's about it. I hadn't seen him running a 40. Uh, <laughs> that, could, you know, that could be a problem if, uh, if he gets into some slow 40 times. Um, is this just a novelty with what they're doing at, um, in Jacksonville with Tim uh, Tebow? Is it just a novelty? Is it just a way to try to sell more jerseys? Okay. You got to wonder. All of these things, legitimate questions. Okay. So, I'd love to hear what you guys think. i tell you what, though, uh, for better, for worse, whatever, if you're a Jags fan, you got to love the sudden detention, right? I mean, you're talking about a franchise, a football team for the, for the last uh, few years. And well, let me rephrase that. You're talking about a football franchise in the Jaguars that has uh, had uh, quite a few, let's just say, not so good years for a number of years. Now, three, what, three, two, three years ago, they came within, well, holding New England on third down. They came that close to a Super Bowl. Couldn't hold New England and Tom Brady from making the first down, and that game was history as uh, New England went on to win it and uh, gave the Jaguars a huge loss. 
so bottom line is the Jags have had uh, some lean times lately. But you got to feel like now with the Urban Meyer coming in, Tim Tebow, of course, you got Mr. Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, going to be taking over at quarterback. How quickly will he develop into a top flight professional quarterback? I think he's going to be instant. That's my take. I think he's one of those special athletes that just fits that bill. So we'll see, but there's a lot to be excited about if you are a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, my man. Boy, good time to be a Jags fan. All right, got to take a break. We'll be back. Dean Fabrizio on the other side. What's happening with Lee County? What's their schedule look like this year? Are they going to get back to a state title game? Let's talk about that and a lot more when we return with the head coach of the Lee County Trojans, Dean Fabrizio, right here on Extra Point. Phil Jones with you, ITG Next Georgia. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Yeah, it all it all sort of stems back from from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a you know see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be. So we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Westminster head baseball coach Chad Laney as we talk to Coach about how things are going so far this season. Coach Laney will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Westminster program. That's the Chad Laney Westminster Coaches Show with myself and Coach Laney. Heard every other Wednesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. And welcome back. Phil Jones with you. Uh, oh, wrong camera. Phil Jones with you. Extra point with Phil Jones on a, a lovely Tuesday. Guys, thanks so much for making us a part of your Tuesday. All right, uh, we say hello to Alexander Kane, who has checked in. Yes, Alexander, the Fitzgerald Purple Hurricane helmet is up for everyone to see. 
That's a nice helmet, by the way. All right. Uh, speaking of a team that's got a nice helmet, the guy that I've got on the phone, uh, the phone with me now, is the head coach of the Lee County Trojans. It's Dean Fabrizio checking in. What's up, Coach? Bill, thanks for having me, and you know, for all your listeners who don't know who I am because y'all haven't had me on in so long. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Dean Fabrizio, I'm the football <laughs> coach at Lee County. Uh, we play in Region One, Six uh, A. Uh, oh, uh, so hopefully, uh, you guys, uh, for those of you who don't know me, that's that's who I am here because I know uh, I've been kind of bumped off the show with all the other big headlines going on. <laughs> Coach DeBose finished up a little early, and there's a few minutes left over. <laughs> Guys, oh, thanks man. for having me. Great, great to be back on the show. Oh, my gosh. You just shamed me there, man. I tell you, you know, good stuff there. We would never forget about the uh, coach with the multiple state titles, region championships. The man has done a great job there at, uh, at a place that uh, not long ago – Football really didn't even exist. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, one thing about this this spring here, it's uh, probably the nicest weather I can ever remember a spring practice. Boy, we've had some phenomenal weather here uh, here this spring, as good as, good as I can remember. Hadn't had any rain. We've had it, I mean, I think today was the hottest day, and it was yep. maybe 80, 81, and sunny. It's just been a great, great spring practice weather-wise. That, that's exactly right. Coach, let's get into it. Talking about spring practice, uh, so you guys are going to be wrapping things up Friday? Yes, sir. All right. So how do you look? What do you think? Let's talk about a couple of the key positions that I know uh, you're trying to uh, to take a look at. Well, you know, I, I think we've got a chance to be pretty good. You know, that is spring practice. And, you know, you, you, we're out in the field, and I think we're pretty big and fast. And I get in and watch film, and we got a million miles to go. But, you know, that's that's spring practice. And, you know, like I tell the players, heck, we didn't have to – if we were ready to play a game right now, we wouldn't even need to practice. We could just show up and play. So, uh, but uh, I think we're having a good spring. You know, knock on wood, no major injuries so far, and uh, kids have been out there competing. You know, we we really you know stress competition in our program. We try to give people a chance to compete for spots in the spring. I mean, that's the main thing. Try to let people compete and kind of figure out where you know the personnel goes, get people in the right spots. Uh, by the way, we have changed your picture. Okay, we have a, we have a we have a different picture up for Coach Fabrizio. I want everybody to take note of that. Um, by the way, we got some Lee County uh, fans. Well, we got some fans that are checking in, some football fans that have got some questions for Uh-oh. Coach Fabrizio. So we're going to run them by him. Coach, you ready? Sure, sure. Okay. Shoot. All right. So uh, Phil, ask Coach Fabrizio how impressed he has been with Tyrus Washington's development. And how do you plan to expand his role this season? Well, you know, Tyrus is a guy with, uh, you know, multiple Power 5 offers. He'll be a three-year starter for us. You know, last year, uh, you know, he, he was he was a role player for us as a sophomore. as kind of a flexed-out tight end. And last year, you know, we challenged him to be able to split out wide and run routes, catch the ball, line up in, put his hand on the ground as a tight end and block and get in the backfield and, and block as well or slip out the flat, catch some balls. And, and he did all that. And, uh you know, he kind of in the past, what we used two and sometimes three players to do personnel-wise, you know, he did as, as one guy. And that was such a luxury for us last year and ability to keep him on the field and get in all those different sets. And, you know, this year we're really challenging him even more to, to be more of a factor where, hey, we, you know, we expect you to put your hand on the ground, get dirty and block one play and then split out wide, run down the field and catch the ball the next and go back and back and forth all game long. And, you know, he's answered that challenge. He's had a great offseason in the weight room. He's probably 
235 pounds right now, really wow. put on a good weight, muscle, six foot three. And, you know, we're, we're looking for him to have an outstanding year. Absolutely. Sound like he is well on his way, coach, for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Hardworking kid. Yeah. Uh, if you got more questions, uh, guys, send them to me. That was a good one there from Steven. So send, uh, send some more questions for Coach Fabrizio, and I'll pass them along to him. All right. Uh, I've got a question. So yeah. what about the quarterback situation? Inquiring minds want to know. Well, we've we've got two young quarterbacks who've taken on the majority of the reps with uh, this this spring and uh and uh first Dozier Swain who was our freshman quarterback last year and then Chris Martin uh, both are young kids you know we've never started this in my it'll be my 13th year here but this will be probably the first time we've ever started a sophomore quarterback this will be the first time we've ever started a sophomore quarterback but both of them have a lot of ability and uh are having a good spring so far you know of course it's, it's one thing to be there on the board or throwing in practice throwing in practice and uh you know or throwing just out there on your own and when you get out there with live bullets and you got to face the defense as, as athletic as ours it's, and as fast as ours, it's certainly a different thing. And they're uh, kind of learning in the, in the fire right now, but we feel like they're both going to be pretty good. We're just going to let them battle it out through the remainder of spring and all summer and see who the guy is. You know, I've uh, – so we were talking to Coach DeBose and trying to figure a couple of different things of, uh, out uh, as to why some of these roles that GHSA has – um, and I've got a one for you as well. So with Coach, we talked about the OTAs and how you have to have those uh, scheduled back to on back-to-back days. Okay. Now, as far as uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the spring practices, we know you guys get 10 days, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Is there a time limit on each day's practice? How long you can be out there? Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. We we don't go ever go over two hours in the spring, so I don't know. I don't know if there is or not. To be honest with you, I would uh, think there's got to be. I I would think so. I'm not sure if there is or not, but you know, I think sometimes you get to the law of diminishing returns there with how long you can be out there. And yeah. we we certainly, you know, we don't we we try to practice really fast, really efficiently, and don't ever stay out there a long time. But I don't know if there is a time limit or not. That's a really good question. Really yeah, yeah, almost almost got to be, I would think. I know in the seven-on-sevens, you know, they have, uh, well, what, you guys have a, like a, uh electronic clock out there that keeps up with the time? Uh, in the tournaments, things they do, yes. In the tournaments, they'll have the, the game, but there's not necessarily a limit on how many you can play. Uh, some of those tournaments, you'll end up playing all day long. It uh, yeah. can be really taxing on the kids. And, uh, they're talking about last. Talking about lounge and QBs, there's there's no QB battle going going on. There. <laughs> well, wait a minute now. See now that that's you're right, and I know that you know you're kind of having some fun with that. But I will say this now: the um, the backup over there has seen a little more time than a lot of people give him credit for. Uh, and you lounge fans have got to help me out with the young man's name. Well, I, I think that's a good point. I think they should move Jakari Brown out to receiver. <laughs> I think that would be a wise move. So, Coach Suppose, if you're listening, I think you should listen to Phil Jones on the show and move Jakari at least through the first several games of the year and see how that goes. <laughs> Just in time for that Lee County game on the uh, on the docket, right? <laughs> uh, maybe after that game, make a decision whether he should move back to quarterback or not. But, I think the other kid deserves a chance. I hear you. <laughs> and, that, and that is going to be, of course, a big game uh, to, to look forward to. 
Um, you know, I was talking with him, by the way, and I'll ask you the same thing. Uh, it looks like to me across the board, uh, a lot of the schedules, I guess because maybe uh, you think you guys had to you know, schedule teams, uh, you had to get whatever you could because COVID threw such a kind of a monkey wrench into the whole thing. Coach, it looks to me like across the board, everybody's schedule I look at has gotten substantially harder. Well, I think, yeah, with, with this past year, kind of let some people off the hook with the COVID. And then you didn't have to if, – if your game got canceled, you didn't necessarily have to reschedule it. And so it was a little bit different with the uh, mid – usually mid-cycle, you don't have any changes. Um, and then, you know, of course, here in South Georgia, we all have to find so many non-region games. It makes it really difficult. So uh, with, the, with the distance and the amount of games we have to find and the distance of team people have to come to play us. So when that's the case and there's not a lot of people nearby to play or that are willing to play you, it makes it you know tough to find games, you know, and I'm sure Coach Bose, some of the others feel like I do. Our kids deserve to play ten games. You know, sometimes you got to schedule some tough ones to make that happen. And, you know, we, we believe in playing tough competition. Our kids like big games, and you know, fortunately, we've got several of them next year on the slate. All right, uh, so we got uh, we got another question coming in. Carol Geis wants to know, Coach, how many new starters will be on the offensive line this year? Uh. Well, we've got uh, three guys back that played a lot last year, so we'll have at least two new ones, uh, two new starters on the on the offensive line. And one of those three gets beat out that uh, is a returning starter. We'll have more than that, but we'll have at least two. You know, and we do have more experience in the offensive line than we've had in years past. Usually, we're looking for four new starters, sometimes five new starters, because you know we we uh, we have a lot of kids that kind of really wait their turn and develop, and by their senior year, they stand up starting on starting, especially on the offensive line. But, you know, last year was started three underclassmen, and that's you know the most we've started in a while. So we've got a good bit of experience back there on the offensive line with Kayshawn Sapp, Jacob Brim, and uh, Owen Green back. Uh, Tyrus Washington, of course, back at tight end. Demarion Roberts back at fullback. So we're going to have at least two new two new starters, though. And you know, never know one of those other kids. Somebody might overtake them, and, and we might have more than two. But we'll have at least two new starters. I got you. Um, so we talked about the quarterback uh, position. You got a battle going on there. Uh, by the way, the quarterback's name that we were trying to figure out at uh, Lounge, Tristan Bowler. So you will be seeing some of him this year. Uh, but, again, I'm talking Lee County football here. So uh, you got a couple of guys going to duke it out. Uh, let's talk about uh, a skill position. Running back, boy, you got a big one, Coach. One of the best I've ever seen and Caleb McDowell that you've got to replace. But you got a good guy back there that will be back. Tell us about him. Well, you know, uh, uh, we lost uh, Preston Simmons, too, was, who was another 1,000-yard rusher last year. So we lost two really, really good running backs yes. uh, that are, that are going to be tough to replace. But, you know, we've got some guys excited to take their turn. You know, we've had three guys get the majority of the reps. They were the first group this spring, uh, two seniors. Uh, one is uh, – um, one is uh, R.J. Williams, uh, track kid, very, very fast in there. Uh, another is Chris Jenkins, who's gotten a lot of reps. And, and uh, the freshman, who's Monty Chroma, who'll be a freshman for us, has, has gotten a lot of reps with the first group of running back, who's got a chance to be a really, really special player before it's all said and done. Coach, you've really been fortunate. We've had this conversation before. Um, I mean, you guys have built up such a great following over there at Lee County. Uh, no matter, and we've talked about some big graduation classes. I'm talking about like not big physically, but big in terms of uh, numbers of kids. 
you guys don't seem to have a problem with the numbers. There seems to be, uh, you know, right now a, a good feeder system in place, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, you know, we've got two middle schools that both that we get that all feed into us. And then, you know, our freshman team, we, we our coaches do a great job of, of, of keeping kids out, developing kids. You know, we made a commitment a long time ago to play kids on just one side of the ball. So, you know, we'll have, uh, you know, a good amount of kids getting playing time at both middle schools in eighth grade and then on our freshman team. And, you know, kids, it keeps a lot of kids out, keeps a lot of kids because you just don't know which ones are going to develop and, uh, and make that commitment. So, we and the other thing is we've been fortunate. We've had a lot of kids that even if they, they necessarily didn't get to play a whole lot, they stuck it out through their senior year and we're still a contributor on the team, whether it be on scout team, being a positive influence, whatever it was, or just on special teams. Um, you know, we've had a lot of kids that have, that have chose to stay with it and do that. So we've been fortunate in that regard. Absolutely. Uh, what about defensively, Coach? Uh, again, Baron Hobson, uh, the beast, you lose him. Uh, Jackson State, right? Yes, you know, he's, he's, he, he chose there because he thought the head coach was very similar to the head coach he played for in high school. <laughs> State and myself. He's on fire today. Uh, a lot of similarities, but Barron's off. It is good. It, it, it's weird this spring not seeing him out there. He, just, he played, you know, it seems like he's been playing for us forever. But, you know, Wiley here uh, will be a senior for us. He's been Barron's backup the last couple of years and, and a key special team player for us. And, you know, Wiley, we expect to have a great year. He's a good player, and a lot of people don't know about him, but a lot of people will by the end of this year. You know, he's 6'1", 210 pounds, uh, fast, strong. And, you know, we're expecting a big year out of him. You know, his older brother played for us and was the middle linebacker on our 2017 state championship team. So he's got between uh, between stepping in for, uh, you know, Barron and, and in the position his older brother played before Barron, you know, he's got a lot of big shoes to fill. But, you know, he's been biding his time. And like I said, he's been a real big-time special team player for us the last two years and a competent backup for Barron. It's his time, and he's having an excellent spring so far. Of course, in case you guys missed the, the reference there when we talked about Baron Hobson going to Jackson State uh, and there being a comparison, and I agree that uh, the, the coach at Jackson State uh, is none other than Dion Sanders. So you've got Dion and Dean. <laughs> <laughs> so he was right. There is some similarities there. But uh, So we've talked about some big names now. I mean, those are some big time names that you guys lose. How do you how do you fill those voids, Coach? Well, you know, it, it, and it's like that high school football. You know, we've been saying it seems like every year we're asking. You know, this last year, how do you replace Juju McDowell and Chauncey Magwood and Baron Hobson? Yep. The year before it was how do you replace Kyle Tool? The year yep. before that it was how are you going to replace Jamie Robinson? The year before that it was how are we going to replace Otis Reese? The year before that it was how are we going to replace Aubrey Solomon and Tory Carter? So. You know, every year it's like that, but, you know, different guys step up and different guys kind of take their turn. And next year we'll be saying, hey, how do we replace these guys? And we've got some really good players back that are, uh, that have got a lot of experience. You know, our secondary, you're looking at it led by Quavion Carter, who's uh, got, oh, again, multiple, multiple power five offers at one of the safeties, six foot three, 200 pounds. And then Jerron Willis at a, a kind of hybrid spot that Otis Reese had played. That 6'2", 235-pound safety linebacker who, again, who's committed to Georgia Tech. Um, then you go on with, uh, you know, the, the Juwan Bailey back and all region player back at linebacker. And then, you know, starts, if you look at the D-line, you know, we were going to be young but very, very talented. You know, starting with Omar White, who started for us as a freshman, who's uh, who's will probably be one of the top 
sophomore defensive lineman in the country this year. He's a, a phenomenal player. And uh, Jade Corey, also in that class, who played a lot for us as a freshman, will be a defensive end for us so, uh, as a sophomore. So we've got some really young, talented kids there uh, to go along with the uh, to go along with the returners. So we're really excited about this group. All right, we got a uh, so we got a comment coming in here. Uh, Danny Truman says hello to Coach Fabrizio and wants to know how the big fullback look in spring practice. I guess you know who that is. Yeah, Demarion Roberts, who's back for us. You know who uh, is a fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. You know, our three hundred and thirty pound fullback who had a great year last year. You know he he started out having a great spring. He's been dinged up a little bit. He had a sprained knee, so he's been out. Uh, you know, we held him out Thursday and, and the first two days this week. We're hoping he's able to go tomorrow. You know, we're not going to chance it in the spring, but he looked and moved around good today. No con- non-contact, so hopefully he'll be able to go tomorrow. But, uh, you know, he's got his weight down a little bit, and you know, we're expecting a big year out of uh, out of Demarion. You know, last year he was just a, a force, and, you know, you watch that state championship game. You know, those Buford kids, uh, they did not want any more of a, a big number big number 33 by the end of the game you uh, are not kidding he's uh he's back and that we're you know we're expecting big things out of him and you know whoever whoever wins a running back job or whoever even if it's a tandem like we've had the past couple of years two guys you know that's a that's a pleasure to run behind a big guy like that well and you know i was, I was thinking too uh you, you know uh give him the football a couple of times let it let him tote the rock some <laughs> instead of just being a blocking back Oh, I hope he's not listening to this now. <laughs> See, even the radio wants me to run the ball. We've actually let him run it a couple of times this spring. And, you know, of course, he had a touchdown reception last year. So, uh, he's, uh, he, for a big guy, he's surprisingly skilled. So, he's he's a big part of our offense, and we're happy to have him back. Like I said, he was having a really good spring. And then he, he got a little knee sprain and uh, nothing serious. But, you know, we're being very uh, cautious with it here this spring. And, like I said, he looked good moving around, no contact today. So, we're, we're hoping to be clear to go tomorrow. Talking to uh, Dean Fabrizio, if I can look at the right camera here. Talking to Dean Fabrizio, head coach at uh, Lee County. So you guys are going to wrap it up uh, Friday night, right? As far as yes, practice. Sir. Yep, we got our game Friday night. We're playing Lee County, so uh, <laughs> so it'll be a we'll win either way. Uh, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Me, yeah. yep, that's one of my favorite nights. You know, we divide the team up evenly, and kids get after it, have some fun. A bunch of people get to carry the ball. Everybody gets to play a bunch and compete, and show what they can do. Uh, We'll have the band out there, the cheerleaders, a bunch of fans. Uh, so it'll be a jumbotron on officials, and we'll play it like a regular game, and it'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, Coach, what a difference a year makes, right? Yes, yes. Obviously, this time last year, we were hoping just to get to play, and so it's it's nice being back out here, uh, back out here in the spring practice. Absolutely. Yes. I, I just had to bring that up because you know you're talking about a lot of great uh, times right now, and boy, a year ago this was not a good time well for you guys and for a lot of other programs as well but uh, hey i uh, want to know more about the uh the, the deal i know you guys have um uh, are looking at with uh making some of your games uh, nationwide with uh prep gridiron logistics yeah we're looking at they're gonna i think uh they're looking at streaming our games nationwide i think they're doing just a couple of games two or three games a week uh, they're gonna stream nationwide they picked us for a couple of games uh game versus lounge and our game versus uh First, uh, Northside, of course, uh, you know, ITG and, and Bill Jones do a great job doing all our games on Facebook Live. But uh, uh, those guys are going to come in for a couple of games. And, you know, it's an honor that they reached out to us and wanted to, uh, to stream us live across the country. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the kind words, by the way, Coach. Uh, we enjoy doing the games. But, uh, 
So what are you looking, uh, talking about the Friday night game, Coach? Um, I mean, do you keep score? What are you guys looking as a coaching staff? What do you really want to gain uh, out of this, you know, 10 days of spring practice? It culminates uh, with the, the, the scrimmage. Well, you know, first, if you're talking about all spring practice, you know, we want to we want to give our guys a chance to compete. And we want to see, you know, who's who rises to the top and, and earns and earns playing time when we come out of spring. Of course, the competition will continue in the summer and camp, but we want to give our guys a chance to compete without having to worry about preparing for a game. And then, uh, you know, this Friday night uh, kind of goes into the same thing. We'll divide everybody up into, you know, into even teams and everybody will play it like a regular game. Everybody's got to play a certain amount. So, uh We'll let them go and let the kids compete and uh, give them another chance to compete, show what they can do. Uh, hopefully we get out of it again, knock on wood with no injuries, and uh, and we'll evaluate that and kind of go into summer with, with that evaluation and guys kind of play, play somewhere. And, you know, we're also, uh, you know, we're big on looking at the guys at different spots. You know, we played some guys at one position the first few days of spring, moving to another position the second, you know, the last part of spring, just kind of see what they can do with those different spots because – that was one thing I think we really missed last year about spring practice and then, you know, not having as much time before the first game was just the, the chance for guys to compete with because, you know, football kind of regulates itself to me. I mean, yeah, you can see certain things without pads, but, you know, until you put pads on, you're not playing real football. So the time when you get out there in pads, it gets as precious as, as far as seeing what guys can do. So that's our big thing. You know, obviously we want to teach our scheme. We want to, Start. We're, we're teaching them fundamentals. We're, we're teaching them, you know, how to ex- execution and all that. But our big thing is, uh, is, is you know, seeing what guys are going to compete and rise to the top and giving guys opportunities now. Because you know, once you get into game week, it's, it's a lot harder to do that because you're prepared for an opponent. Uh, finishing up with Dean from Brazio. Uh, all right. So, how many other positions are are, are you have guys battling for for the depth chart other than quarterback? Well, you know, guys. I, I mean. I'd like to say, you know, they're battling for every position because, you know, we, we're going to play the best guys. So, I mean, really every position's up for battle every day. And I have to talk about how many returning starters do we have. You know, I think we've got, uh, you know, five or six on offense and then probably about the same amount on defense. But, yep. again, you know, we've had guys who started one year and then next year they got beat out. You know, in a lot of positions we've got guys that are close and they'll rotate, you know, especially with the defensive line. You know, we try to keep guys fresh and, rotate as many guys as possible that show they're capable of doing it. So that's the big thing is it's not only the guys that start, but it's the guys after them and your depth and how well does it look like they can play and how, how, how good do we feel about rotating them in the game? Cause you know, at the six, a level, and if you're planning on playing a long way, you better have some depth. And that's the thing. You know, it's not only about the starters, but do you have guys that you feel like can rotate in and give you snaps and keep those other guys fresh during the season? And, you know, you look no further than our running back situation last year. You know, Caleb McDowell scores 19 touchdowns in the five playoff games. And I think a lot of that was due to the fact that Preston Simmons had such a great year for us. You know, Caleb wasn't forced to carry the load and be beat up during the regular season. So consequently, when the playoffs hit, he was still fresh, as was Preston. And I think that was a big thing. And that's, you know, this year it's not only competition as far as who the starters are going to be, but it's also competition as far as as – do your backups, are they capable of rotating in? Are they good enough and do you feel comfortable them enough at the 6A level here in South Georgia in Region 1 to where they can rotate in in key moments in games and keep the other guys fresh and give you snaps? So that's the other thing we're looking at, not just the starters, but how much confidence we have in our depth and our backups to rotate in and play a lot. I got you. Uh, Coach, as we close out, and you and I will certainly talk more about this as we go forward, quite possibly next week, but 
Oh, man, when you and Lowndes, uh, you guys and Lowndes get together, uh, and it's going to be a, a special night, is it not? Yeah, it's going to be a big game, and, then, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, Coach DeBose does a great job. You know, he took over Coach McPherson, who was one of the best coaches, in my opinion. You know, we've had one of the best coaches in the state of Georgia. And, you know, he took over for them and they for Coach Mack, and, yeah, they haven't skipped a beat. It's going to be a heck of a game and a, and a good measuring stick. You know, last year, you know, they got the better of us in that game, but I thought it was really valuable for us in that atmosphere. I mean, we didn't face another atmosphere that was tougher to play in than that. So that was a great experience for our kids. And then, you know, we, we moved some personnel around. We learned from that game. We fixed some things, and I think we got a lot better because of it. You know, and uh, even though we lost the game, uh, it was still uh, made us a lot better football team. And, uh, no question. Playoffs. So it's going to be a big one. And, Guys, you know, our game is uh, 7 o'clock this Friday night at Trojan Field. It's $5 to get in. So all your listeners want to come out. It's going to be a great night weather-wise. Want to come out and see some football, see some really good players. Uh, come on out Friday night to Trojan Field at 7 o'clock and check us out. Absolutely. Coach, uh, we look forward to having you back on next week. I want to get the uh, the report on how, you're, uh, how you guys looked, okay? Good. I'm guaranteeing a Lee County win. And you would be right about that. <laughs> unless, Thanks, you, unless you guys tie. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Coach, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Right, you, you're welcome. See you. All right, there he is. That's uh, Dean Fabrizio checking in with us as he helps us wind things up on this Tuesday. Hey, guys, a reminder, tomorrow Kennedy Weems is back in studio with me. We look forward to having Kennedy in every two or Wednesday, rather, uh, every Wednesday, she'll be in uh, in studio with me. So we look forward to having Kennedy back in with me tomorrow. So uh, you guys make plans to join the show tomorrow, wide open Wednesday, with myself and Kennedy right here on Extra Point with Phil Jones, ITG Next Georgia. Hope you guys have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. Yeah, it all it all sort of stems back from from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a you know see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision 
and Future for Sports Medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners, and if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be. So we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Blessed Trinity head baseball coach Andy Harlan as we talk about the Blessed Trinity baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Harlan will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Blessed Trinity program. That's the Blessed Trinity Coaches Show with myself and Coach Andy Harlan Heard every other Tuesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 